What's up? Uh, all right, another episode. Are they called episodes? Yeah. Is it an episode? <laughs> I think so. Of uh, you know what, dude? Yep. Uh, podcast with uh, Robert Kelly. Yep. The guy on the poster. <laughs> and Joe D. That's what I call you. You know, Joe D. Joe DeRosa. Thanks. What number is this for me? <sighs> Been in know. a bunch of these. You've been in a lot of them. Well, I've I've tried to replace you a bunch of times. It just doesn't work out. I know. Well, I saw uh, Bill Dawes today, who I love dearly. I yeah. love dearly, but he was rollerblading. Uh, he is the he is, <laughs> he is the redheaded Steve Byrne. Yeah. He really is. Yeah, he was rollerblading down Ninth <laughs> Avenue, and he and he literally stopped. I got to stand up to show you this. He stopped. I was walking. It was when I was coming for the meeting. Right. And I was running late, and I had my head down, and I was trying to get home. <laughs> and uh, I look up. He's got sunglasses on, oh. and he's gliding down Ninth Avenue. And he goes like this. He goes like that, the fucking head nod. <laughs> and I go, yo, what's up, man? And he stopped to talk to me, and he stopped like this. I swear to God, he went <laughs> like uh. that. He did that thing. And I go, dude, I'm really late, man. I got to go. Because I did. I was. And thank God, because if I wasn't, I'd slap you in your gay nuts. <laughs> I got to be careful, dude. Be careful of the, you know, the comments. We don't to offend... Bill? Well, no, we want to offend the gays. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no. Don't you wanna... don't mean it like that. I know what you no, mean. No, I don't mean it. I don't want to say, f... you don't want to call him a fag. I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Christ. Him, Joe Coy, and Steve Byrne. That should be a tour. <laughs> They should come in on a Jesus. rainbow bus. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and Tracy, Tracy Morgan should be driving the bus. <laughs> the tour, yeah, the tour is called, the tour is called, do you think he's dot, dot, dot? <laughs> <laughs> no, it should be, no, it should be, do you think he's, and then the, the next leg of the tour should be, he's got a girlfriend? <laughs> he's not. <laughs> oh my oh, that's God. Funny. I love Steve Byrne. I call him Steve I Burns. I love all those guys. Steve Burns yeah. because it pisses him off because it's Byrne. And, but he, he did the same thing. Me and Norton were going up the street, just got a brand new coffee, uh, iced coffee latte, large. Right. Me and Norton, beautiful summer night. We look up and the sky's coming down in shorts, a tank top, and rollerblades with like white socks pulled up to his knees. Coming down doing S patterns down Ninth Ave. <laughs> I look at Steve Byrne. He he does the same things like does that hockey you know stop in front like he's on ice. And I go, you're fucking gay. <laughs> you know what he did though? He slapped my coffee out of my hand. Oh, that's great. Steve's great for a good mean one. <laughs> and dude. then he just rollerbladed away in S pattern. He's great for a mean one. The funniest thing I ever saw Steve do. Uh, was uh, at the uh, I was at the comedy cellar one night. I was new too, and I was like really new in town still. Yeah. So I was still learning like all the all the regular shitty things you do, like the reoccurring shitty gags of the comedy cellar, right. like you know, shut up and all that stuff. Right, right. And 
giving people the wrong door code and everything. <laughs> Send them to the kitchen when they need the bathroom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time I've ever seen this one dude, and I laughed so hard. But this, this comic named Romy, really nice guy, yeah. really nice guy, came in. Yeah. And he's so nice that he had a bag of Skittles. Not a big bag, the regular person size, the individual size. <laughs> yeah. Why? <laughs> Why? He was just eating Skittles. I don't know. He was eating Skittles. But, but At a comedy show? You no, know, he came into the olive tree upstairs. All right. And he was literally walking everywhere at, to every table. It was one of those nights where every table was filled with comics in the yeah, whole yeah. place. He's going up to every table. Yeah, y'all want some Skittles? Anybody want some Skittles? And he was literally just trying to be a nice guy. Yeah. And Steve is, and me are at the bar, and Steve's trying to tell me a story, and he keeps hearing, you want some Skittles? And he's going, ugh, ugh. And, he, and finally, Steve goes, Romy, come here. <laughs> and Romy's like, yeah, what's up? And he goes, can I have some Skittles? And he's like, yeah, man. Steve was the first person that accepted <laughs> Skittles from him. Just took the bag and just dumped it. <laughs> he didn't slap it. He dumped it. Dumped it straight on the... <laughs> turned it straight upside down and dumped uh, it. Uh, and you just heard the Skittles rattling all over the floor. Dude, yeah. it was... It made me laugh so hard. Steve, it was so mean. Steve's a mean motherfucker, man. And you know what? Steve can fight, too. That's the... Uh, yeah. That's... He's, he's, you know, he's that little cute Asian. I love Norton... His shit hair. His shit hair. His... That's coming off because his father's Irish. He's got that male pattern baldness. So, he's, you know, he's not going to luck out with that mo cut that all those fucking Chinamen have. He's right. going to go bald. Right. I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait till Steve shows up with just nothing. Just on the side. He's going to have to do like he's going to have to be the side. He can't be the he I know because, you know, he's he's still got that uh, romantic lead. Dream. No, he's going to have dad from that 70s show hair. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to make me laugh really hard. Norton, Norton City has Lego head hair. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's got a mean, he's a tough kid, man. He's a fucking yeah. tough motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why, like, him and Dane went at it. I guess, you know, they, they fucking don't like each other. And all that fucking blat, bad blood. I'm not going to, you know, it's, you know. Go to yeah. Mark Marin's podcast if you want the hot new comedy fucking. If you want the what's going what's going on in the comedy world, <laughs> go there. If you want just guy two assholes, what time is it? It's quarter past one on a Monday. We're both exhausted. In the morning, yeah, in, in the, the morning. morning, yeah, yeah. We're at Joe's apartment. It's hot. He's got a fan on like it's nineteen seventy eight. It is hot, and we're still drinking hot black coffee because you don't have smoking. cream. Because you don't have fucking cream. You refuse to get fucking cream yeah, for your buddy Bobby. I don't drink it. It'll go Dude, bad. I get. I have ice cubes waiting for you. <laughs> First of all, you don't, you really, <laughs> really, ice cubes. Well, who, well, here's the deal. Here's the difference between getting a cup of coffee at my house and a cup of coffee, a cup, cup of cup of cup of coffee. It's one fifteen. Right. A cup of coffee at your house. Okay. You come to my house. Here's the difference. I don't have a wife that picks up cream. She, That's the I difference. I get the cream. <laughs> No, you don't. I know that you don't. <laughs> I don't do anything. <laughs> you know, Tom Papa's wife and my wife went out to uh, to lunch. And you know, Tom Papa's wife. I never met Tom's wife. Cynthia. She's a she's a comic. She was at, you know, it's weird too because she she started comedy. I remember her as a comic. I remember Tom as you know a comic, and then, I, then they got together. And then Does she, she still do comedy? No, she doesn't do comedy anymore. She was funny too, you know. Um, yeah, she don't do comedy. 
But she's, you know, she's a, you know, she's a, she doesn't cook. She's, right. You know, she's like, do you, you know, she's very, you know, look, I'm not your fucking mother. Yeah, she's a female comic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, you, you said it, not me. <laughs> because my wife's hanging out with her now. I don't want to get in trouble. But yeah, I, I got my wife. It took me years to get her the way I wanted her. And I was like, I told her, I go, look, I go, tell your wife to back off. Stop fucking trying to ruin my wife. She came home and she was acting a little weird, a little different. It's like, nah, you're out of your mind. That's I'll funny. I'll fucking, uh, cause my, my out is this. I'll hire a maid. I'll hire a woman to come in here and do what I want her to do. We got into a big fight about laundry. I, cause I remember she would, she would do laundry. She likes to do the laundry. Well, she does the laundry. And, uh, she was drying my shirts, shrinking all my shirts. Right. She didn't want to have to hang dry cause it's a pain in the ass. So I'd buy these shirts. You know, comics, we, we're a t-shirt. I'm a t-shirt guy on stage most of the time. I'll go up with a cool t-shirt with something on it. Um, you know, whatever it is. I'm not going to wear a suit and tie or a fucking, you know, I'm not, you know, again, Steve Byrne wearing a fucking Reservoir Dogs outfit I can't, on stage. I, I like a nice collared shirt on stage and a blazer. I'm a fan of it. I'm I, a fan of look, it. Look, I, I, I don't mind a, a, a collared shirt, but it, does it have to be buttoned and tucked? And have a thin belt. I don't. I don't tuck. No, I usually leave it out with some nice shoes and some jeans. I can't do that. I I, I I can't dress up on stage. I lose my funny. If I am dressed up, I lose my funny. Well, you're not a dress up guy. No, I'm a plus. I'm a fat guy, and I I, I just look uncomfortable in a yeah, suit. Yeah, which which begs the question: Were the t-shirts for the t-shirt shrinking, Bob? No, that's my that's my <laughs> joke. You never heard my joke? No, no. I go. My wife. My. Me and my wife got in a uh, fight because I accused her of shrinking my T-shirts in the dryer. I was like, you shrunk my T-shirts in the dryer. She goes, no, I didn't. I go, yes, you did. This used to fit me. Now it doesn't. She goes, did I shrink the bed in the car too, fatso? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Did she really say that? No. <laughs> That's the look on her face, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, we got into a big fight about that. She, uh... You know, she was like, look, it's a pain in the ass and it doesn't shrink them that much. And it's just, it's a pain in the ass to do that. She goes, well, then you do it. She goes, then you do it. You want to, you want to hang dry your shirts, then hang dry them. I'm not doing it. I go, no, no, that's not how it works. You know why? Because I make fucking money and you know what I'm going to do? I'm just, I'll pay somebody to do it. I'll take my, I'll have the little fucking Asian lady come to my door like I used to when I lived alone. She'd pick up my laundry. A whole big fat bag of dirty jizz underwear laundry and take it. And you know what she'd do? She'd come back folded, socks matched, underwear, everything folded. And I'd give her a fucking $5 tip and she was happy. But the Asian lady... I didn't have to give her a fucking house in Hell's Kitchen. The Asian lady's not hang drying your shirt. Hangs dry. Yeah, absolutely. You gotta say, I want all these hang dried. I don't, all the t-shirts hang dried. It takes, you can't get it that day. You gotta drop them off and get them back like the next day or the day after. Right. But yeah, they'll hang dry your shirts. Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. Those are tiny. Where the hell do they hang the? I don't know. Maybe they're lying to me. Maybe it's a placebo. But it. it I never. Uh, they hang dry them on the back. I, I've never hung dry anything, and it never shrinks. Well, yeah. If you you get a T-shirt from the Gap, which is my favorite T-shirt. I've been buying Gap T-shirts, V-neck black Gap T-shirts, and gray T-shirts. That's the only T-shirt I'll wear. Till recently, they changed it, and they actually right use a thinner material now. And it's it actually when you, you know it's they just got a, cheap. Yeah, it's a good fat guy T-shirt, a Gap T-shirt, because 
it hangs good. It covers a lot of fucking fatness. Um, and the shoulders. <laughs> that was uh, a fart if you didn't hear it. And the, um, yeah, the shoulders. I don't know. I just, my, that's the T-shirt I, I wear all the fucking time. If you put those in the dryer, it becomes a medium. It just shrinks right up. So yeah, you, you everybody, everybody. I noticed t- two years ago, everybody got cheap with the T-shirts when the economy economy tanked. <laughs> the uh, t- uh, both tired with fumbling <laughs> our words. <laughs> the uh, yeah, because I, I used to, my favorite T-shirt was the Urban Outfitters. They had the two for twenties, and yeah. they were like these solid color heather tees. They were great. Heather. Yeah, like the heather tee. The heather means it's not. See how this is. Uh, is this, no, no. You know what I mean? When it's not. No, just, I fucking don't. I'm just. When it's, Heather. When it's not just a solid. When it's not just a straight solid color, it's got that grain in it. Right, right, right. Like the way like like a gym gray t shirt looks. Right. So they had. They were great shirts. I loved them. They were my favorite shirts. And uh, and then they, they switched it. They got really thin and yeah. cheap. And then they don't hang right. They look weird. Like yeah, they the just Gap don't did fit the same right. shit. I bought three black t shirts and they're this thin shit. And even when you hang dry them, they don't hang right. And if you sweat a little, they start sticking to your fucking side fat. Hate that. Dude, I was so mad because I went down to uh, Uniqlo or Uniglo, however you say it. What's that? It's the Japanese version of the Gap. It's not the Gap, but it's like basically in Japan, Uniqlo is, is their Gap. Right. It's like they're the, the equivalent to the gap there. So they started opening them here. Can we turn that fan off because it's getting picked up? Yeah, I can turn it off. So, are we going to finish the story first? or? Yeah, go ahead. Finish the story. I just wanted the story to have no in the background. All right, I'm going to put it down and hold on. All right, Joe's walking over to the fan right now just to give you a little play-by-play. Uh, here's a remote. Oh, it's a fancy. Then we got that beep. And now Joe's walking back very slowly. Uh, he picked up his mic. Real hot now. Uh, it's all right. This will be good. It'll be like a nice. This will be like an old school podcast. Like we're in Vietnam. Yeah. Talking on the radio to the troops out in the fucking bush. There you go. There you go, Bob. So the, got, uh, so you went to a fucking Chinese. So store. I went to the Uniqlo because it's cheap. <laughs> the shit's cheap. And they had they had T-shirts right for five bucks each right which. H&M does that, too, and I, I, I stocked up on the H&M ones. They're great. You know, you can't beat that, dude. Five bucks for a solid tee that in a year you're going to throw in the trash anyway. It's yeah. the greatest. So I went down. They had a bunch of them, and the, the advertised feature on the T-shirt was that they were sweat-absorbent T-shirts. Like, these are great for the summer because they, they absorb the sweat and it doesn't show. Right. And I was like, oh, I need that because I'm hairy and my sweat shows. I bought... A fucking ten of these things, fifty bucks, and t- I bought ten. Was that, that you? Fart or the f- was that the phone? That was your phone. Oh, okay. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> the, uh, I bought ten of these things, dude. I I wore one the first day. I wish my asshole was that tight that my <laughs> fart sounded that fucking pristine and <laughs> My fart sound like this. <sighs> That's how loose my asshole is from fucking sleep itching. <laughs> God. Sorry, guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. First, I wear one the first day I buy them, dude. I literally have never had T-shirts that show sweat more <laughs> than these fucking T-shirts, dude. They literally, as soon as I put it on, it looks like I like, dropped water on my yeah, because chest. Because it's for Asian people sweat. They don't sweat. That's a good point. I they they don't sweat. They have no hair. No, they, they, it's all, you know, they, they don't, when was the last time you saw an Asian guy sweat? Never. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, Never they, in my life. <laughs> they don't sweat. Even in Vietnam movies, they're not sweating. They fucking did. They yeah. built the railroads in America. They didn't sweat one lick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the, uh, is that offensive? That's not offensive, is it? Hey, look, this whole podcast is offensive. The fact that we're doing a podcast and we think people are going to listen to this and enjoy it is offensive. They uh, they do listen to it. They do enjoy it. Know, it's called self-deprecation humor, Joe. I thought you were fucking keen on that. I am keen on it. I got to stand up because it's just stand the fuck up. And you know why ass. you can stand up, Joe? Because we got mics now. Because you know what? Bob Kelly went out and upgraded. The fucking system. So, you know, in a couple of weeks, there's going to be a donate button. And when we announce the news, there's going to be a donate button. So, mm-hmm. you know, don't don't hesitate to donate. It's yeah. not there yet, but pretty soon you're going to see a nice fat donate button. So you want to donate a little cash so we can keep this thing going. And what do you get? <laughs> are you allowed to say what you get for the donation yet? No, not yet. Okay. No, I don't want to Sorry. get. I don't want. To, I want to keep their expectations low. I don't. <laughs> That's not, not good. You really, it's the equivalent of a hug. <laughs> Over the phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, oh, Jesus. Yeah. You, know what, you know what you could do? Speaking of phone, you were a Jerky Boys fan, right? Um, yeah, I love the Jerky Boys. I love the original Jerky I don't know what his name is. It was before the Jerky Boys. He kind of inspired John them. John Musacha. The guy who did the VCR. Oh, Christ, dude. Yeah, it's the VCR. Did you hear that news story? That guy that the kids were hanging out. I was on about his to go stoop? into the character, and you stepped. Oh, on sorry. It. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. now it's good. Go ahead. I'll do it. No, after. the the news story. It was just a news story today that some guy, some kids were hanging out drinking on his stoop, and he went outside with a rifle and started shooting at them. Did he hit one of them? He hit injured two of them. Yeah, really. Yeah, he didn't kill anybody. But he injured two kids. But I was like, that's a fucking old John Musacha call where he was. Where he called the, he called like 911, I forget who he called, it was like 911 or something, and he was yelling that these kids kept running through his strawberries in his backyard, <laughs> and he gets a gun, you hear him going, <laughs> <laughs> these motherfuckers, fucking strawberries, <laughs> and the lady's freaking out. <laughs> And I'm that like, some guy really did the John Musacha call. <laughs> That's funny, dude. <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah, he, what were the VCRs? Probably the funniest one I've ever heard. I mean, the funniest one. I mean, Jerky Boy's fucking hilarious, but VCR repair. If oh. you haven't heard that, go on YouTube and Google VCR repair. Un- Prank call, uh, right? Unfuckable. Yeah, my motherfucking son. Uh, uh, click the motherfucking tab on the back of the motherfucking VCR, and the motherfucker will run. However, when I put the motherfucking VCR, uh, no, thank you, thank you for what you done for me, sir. Don't say MF. I didn't say MF one motherfucking time. Yeah, dude, I love that call. Dude, he is the fucking I love that, best. But I appreciate what you've done for me. I appreciate, dude. I appreciate what you've done for me. My favorite prank call thing is from uh, the Jerky Boys when he's when it's Kissel. And you like Kissel? Well, I yeah, dude, I love Kissel. You don't like the Kissel calls? Can I just say the you, early ones stunk when they got better as they went along? He was my neighbor on Forty Third Street. He lived Kamal. Kamal was my neighbor. I'm walking down the street one day, um, and there he is. He's on my block on, over on 43rd, and he lived in this building next door. Not a high-rise, but like, um, they, I forget what they called it, but it was like, you know, whatever, this weird building, a lot of lofts and all that shit, and uh, he bought a loft. 
like back in the Jerky Boy days for fifty grand, back when Hell's Kitchen, like fifteen years ago, right. when it was just shit. Uh, he bought a lot, like a one bedroom slam an apartment in this building, the real artsy building for fifty grand. Jesus, dude! And when he sold it, six fifty. Jesus, God, man, that's amazing. I used to see him walking up the street. We were friends. You know, like I, I like him a lot. Really good guy. I remember he got hair plugs, but they were shitty. You know what I mean? I feel so bad for guys who couldn't wait till they enhanced the technology and yeah. hair plugs. Yeah. And that's... they just got the doll head. Uh-huh. You know, and you, I used to say, dude, what's up with that fucking bird's nest on your head? <laughs> like he, he would try to, you know, fuck with me and I just trash his hair. Was he a good dude? Great guy. Fucking really. I like him a lot. I, I used to see him all the time and it, I'm actually, you know, it sucks that I don't get to see him, but he's a really good guy. Dude, the fucking call, it's my favorite prank call thing ever, when he's doing Kissel, it's TV, it's called TV Repair. Yeah. And he's doing Kissel, and uh, Johnny Brennan's doing Pico, the fucking, like, Mexican kid that he says he found on the street and just yeah. brought home. <laughs> and uh, he's like, I, he goes, my TV, he brings it home and I work it. Right? And he's like, there's a whole bunch of, like... Wires exposed on the back of it. And, uh, he goes, should he touch him? And the guy goes, no, do not touch those wires in the back. And you just hear him go, he said touch it in the back. And they fucking play this sound effect of electricity yeah. that literally sounds like a Frankenstein laboratory. It's like, meow, meow, meow. and Johnny Brennan's going, ah! Ah, ah. And he goes, why'd you tell him to touch it in the back? <laughs> dude, that's I remember so that one, fucking dude. funny, man. It's from like the third album. That one made me laugh. It's, it's crazy. I say that one all the time. You know what's uh. fucking crazy about that is that these fucking jerk-offs just sat in a room with a fucking recorder back in the day. And I think they used, it was fucking like the, the fucking phones with cords. Like, you yeah. didn't even have wireless phones back then. Just sat there making phone calls as these dumb characters and made millions. Yeah. And they made a movie. Yeah. Shit movie, but still a good movie as far as shit movies go. I was go. there on opening night, dude. Yeah, really? I saw it on opening night. So much of a family. And me, it was me, my friend Jim, and my friend Brett. We were huge Jerky Boys fans. And that movie was coming out, and I was so excited. And Jim was like, Jim was smarter than me and way more fucking cynical than I was right. at that age. Yeah. And I go, I can't wait, dude, the Jerky Boys movie. And he goes, dude, let me guess. They're going to get in a bunch of jams and have to use their <laughs> prank calling skills to get out of them. And he goes, it's going to suck. And I was like, fuck you. That's not what it's going to be about. And I just remember sitting in the theater and th that's exactly what it was. And I was like, ah, God damn it, man. <laughs> it, the movie kind of stunk. It makes me laugh at times. Ah, I, I'll still fucking, watch dude, it. A B movie, if it's on, I'll fucking watch it. It's a stupid B movie. I'll dude, I'll watch uh, Josie and the Pussycats. I've really? Watched, I've watched I it a few times. That. Is it good? No, it's it's a fucking girl flick for teenage girls. But there's just goofy shit in it that makes me... I'll, dude, I'll watch anything. Do you know one night... I watched uh, a Jan Michael Vincent movie, okay, when he wasn't Jan Michael Vincent. Vincent, You know, when he made, uh, you know, those movies with Charlie Charlie Bronson and all that. What was his name back then? And and, and Burt Reynolds. I think he was with yeah. a movie. Dude, his name was Jan Michael Vincent, but he wasn't like, you know, cool. Oh, he wasn't Jan. No, I got you. Dude, he was a merchant marine. He wasn't even, he wasn't a kung fu guy or a... Navy SEAL or a, you know, uh, Marine. He was a merchant Marine and he had no skills. 
And he went into this tough na- Danny Aiello was in it. He went into this neighborhood where the gangs were wa- running rampant. And he came in. He was just this, you know, rogue merchant marine. And he fought guys, but he had no skills. So he got his ass kicked. Right. He just got beat up. <laughs> there was no like karate move. The fights were just like regular fights, like with a headlock and, you know, they'd <laughs> kick the shit out of him and. That's so funny that I swear to God, until you said Danny Aiello was there, I thought you were saying J. Michael Vincent did this in real life. And I was like, no, no, it, I thought dude, it was a story that you were telling it was, about. It was like a real, it wasn't like a movie. It was almost like a documentary. That's how bad it was. Like, That's fucking great. It was, but I watched it twice. I'll, I'll watch fucking anything. He anything. was, dude, he was supposed to be like a, one of the guys. Like J. Michael Vincent was supposed to be bigger yeah. than he got in that car. He was like a drunk and got in that car crash. He had to have reconstructive surgery. Well, there's, and it kind of threw him off course. You know what it is, though, dude? It's that these guys, these certain blonde California type of dudes, baby face guys, what happens to them is uh, when they get old, they get old. If you know what I mean, it's like you're done. Like uh, Patrick Swayze, same shit. Something there, you know. Patrick Swayze was old when he was in Outsiders. He was old. Right. He wasn't a young kid. He just had a baby face. Right. And some of those guys. When it hits, it just, they go south, dude. Patrick yeah. Swayze started looking like his brother. Who's his brother? His brother. His brother was in, um, he was in that movie that, remember the, remember when Patrick Swayze was a fucking redneck from the country? Yeah. And the mob guys? His brother was in yeah. that. His brother, it looks uh, like him. You know, it's, it's remember. typical star shit. The, the famous good looking brother, and then he has another brother that acts, but it doesn't, he's not good looking. He looked, they look like, but he looks like he's missing a couple chromosomes. His the, forehead was the, a little big. The only case of that where I liked the less famous brother better was Chris Penn. Penn, absolutely. I loved Chris Penn, man. Chris Penn was great. I love Chris Penn. Wait, speaking of Burt Reynolds. I had my sweet iPad in bed with me the other night. Mm. I was trying to find a good movie. I was like, I want to go to sleep to a movie, but I don't want to watch a new movie. I want to fall asleep to a, to a standard. Can we just stop for a second and realize that you were one of the guys that said you didn't need an iPad? Yeah, I mean, we could. But, I mean, we don't need to live in the past. Well, I'm just you know, saying, though. Man learned know, of his mistakes. Anthony, Opie, Norton, you, Colin, everybody. Keith Robinson, nah, I need a fucking, I don't need an iPad. What do you need that for? You got a computer. What are you going to do with that? Now, all you fucking son of a bitches just talk to me, praising the iPad to me like, I don't have one. Like, I, I didn't, I fucking told you. Go ahead. The, uh, all right, fine. You're right. I'm going to you drink your me. water. I'm dying. All right. Uh, so I wanted a classic to go to sleep to, and then I saw fucking Smokey and the Bandit. I put that on, dude. And I still watched half of it and laughed my balls off. Dude, I was laughing so fucking hard that when Paul Williams goes, uh, looks like a legend and an out-of-work bum look a lot alike, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was laughing so hard, I, I emailed my friend Chip, and I just started, I just wrote Smoking the Bandit, and I just wrote all these quotes from the movie. Right. Just email. It was like 3 o'clock in the morning. I knew he wasn't even probably going to see it. Right. But it was just making me Dude. laugh so fucking I don't know why hard. you email. That's my favorite movie of all time. One of my, I think one of the funniest movies of all time. Dude, oh. daddy, my hat fell off. I hope your goddamn head was in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, how about this? I need doc, I need a Diablo burger and a Dr. Pepper to go. No, he goes, he goes, he goes, he goes, give me a Dr. Pepper and a Diablo sandwich and hurry up. I'm in a goddamn hurry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we always do that scene. He transported across the state line. That's the man act. <laughs> How's that for hygiene? <laughs> fucking spilling it all down you his who, shirt. You who shall. <laughs> Thank you, pretty lady. Nice ass. <laughs> dude, he's the it, 
fucking best. Don't leave. <laughs> don't play with yourself. Oh, dude, you can think about it, but don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I fucking love that guy. And That's- I love what his, he's driving. He's going on that rant about the wedding. And I forget what his son said. And Jackie Gleason just goes, shut your ass. <laughs> How about when he goes, there's no way you can be from the same lawns. (laughs) Junior, when I get home, I'm going to slap your mama in the mouth. (laughs) It's got to be one of the fucking funniest of all time. Classic, dude. Characters of all fucking time. And it sucked in the second one. Second one sucked. Well, they, 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 dude, his gay fucking brother. Oh, it's from sucked. New Orleans. Did you ever watch the third one? The third With one's the unwatchable. That, no, the elephant's in the, the elephant's second, the second one. one. The third one, Burt Reynolds is in it. It's just. Do you know the third one was supposed to be called Smokey is the Bandit? And it was going to be Jackie Gleason playing two roles. He was going to be Smokey and he was going to be the Bandit, too. And it was going to be him chasing this other character that he was also playing. And then at the last minute. They were they were advertising for it and shit. It's on Wikipedia and everything. I've seen like TV shit about really? it. They were advertising. They had the posters out and everything. Wow. And at the last minute, the studio was like, "We can't fucking do this." And they t- they got Jerry Reed to do it. And then they got Burt Reynolds to do the cameo at the end. And it yeah, still stinks. It's oh, still fucking terrible. Jerry Reed, dude. I love he Jerry was Reed. Unbelievable in the first one. Yeah. Unfucking. But that I saw that last one. He what the fuck? He's another guy. Good looking guy. But when when he got old, it would just fell the fuck oh. off. Because he was supposed to be the shit too. He was in all of Burt Reynolds movies. Remember, what was that movie that he played the bad guy and they 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 fought and all that shit? Remember that? Burt Remember? Reynolds. Yeah, Burt Reynolds movie. I forget what the fucking name Stroker of it was. Stroker Ace. No, Stroker Ace was with the fucking kids. What? No, Stroker Ace. What was Stroker Ace? Stroker Ace is where. He- no, Hooper's where he's the stuntman. Hooper's the stuntman. Stroke Race is another one of those Hal Needham. It's like he fucking drives a car. You know, it's something like that. It's some fucking stuntman or he drives a car. I it's, love It's right in that whole series I of love yeah, but How about, how about uh, uh, Little Whorehouse in Texas? I haven't seen that since I was a kid, man. I don't remember it. Is it funny? Fucking Dom DeLuise is great. Oh, DeLuise is in there? Yeah, DeLuise plays the gay fucking reporter. The TMZ guy. Really? Texas got a whole house in it. <laughs> I remember when he runs, he goes, shh, and they go into the whorehouse and they just, they, they just start filming everything and he's singing Texas, got a whole house in it and he's doing, dude, it's no, all, I don't remember it. It's all dance and fu- it's a musical. Yeah, I gotta check that out again. There That's the funny, the, 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 hit, hit, the funniest scene in Cannonball Run and I've literally sat, in fact, with Burr. And just rewound it over and over. We were laughing so hard. That scene in Cannibal Run when the ambulance gets pulled over. And uh, he's like, they're, they're pretending to be the paramedics. And they get that crazy doctor. Right. And uh, he goes, she's real sick. We got to get her to L- We got to get her to Philadelphia or whatever. And the cop's like, if you're in L.A., why are you driving her all the way to Philadelphia? She's so sick. And Donald Lewis goes, I don't know. We're just the drivers. You got to ask the doctor. No. <laughs> <laughs> That fucking realization when he's like, the you in, it's it's great acting, dude. In a second flat, you see the realization of like the doctor is fucking crazy. That's a horrible idea. We were wound that over and over one day, dude. We were laughing so fucking hard at it. I uh, love Cannonball Run. Yeah, Cannonball, dude. All those movies were fucking good, cheesy, fucking funny movies. Now, I mean. I mean, what's a funny movie right now? I mean, okay, Hangover 1 was funny. I thought it was funny. 
Um, Hangover 2, the same exact fucking movie. What? I mean, what's a funny movie? You know what I just saw, dude? And I was, sh- I was, I thought it was going to be a good movie. I was shocked at how not artsy it was and how fucking funny it was. Uh, that movie, Five Hundred Days of Summer. Did you see that? No. What was that? Joseph Gordon-Levitt and uh, Zoe Dashinal. It's just about how he works. He's this guy that writes greeting cards for a living. Right. He wanted to be an architect. He didn't yeah. go for it. He ended up getting this job writing greeting cards. And Zoe Dashnell gets hired at his company, and he falls in love with her immediately. It's like love at first sight. And it's called 500 Days of Summer because her name's Summer, and he has he's, his, their relationship lasts 500 days. And But the movie jumps all around from, like, it's going great, and then it'll, it'll be, like, day 48, and he's walking on air, and he's fucking skipping down the street and shit, and then it'll be, like, day 365, and he steps off the elevator, and he's like, that fucking skank, you know, because she just dumped him again, and it's about their crazy, volatile relationship, and it keeps bouncing back and forth. It's fucking funny, dude. Wow. It's really fucking funny, and it's ballsy, too. It's like... You know, the whole time, like, he'll be like, I love that girl. You go, She's you so go great. See, see, this is the difference between me and you, right. dude, is that, I mean, I'll go, I go see the hits. I'll go see the hits. Right. I go to AMC. I go, you know, and I see the fucking hits. I, you, you go see these fucking movies that I, I would, it's I, not, in demand. not that I don't watch, right? but I would, I, I watch, like someone will have to say to me, dude, you got to watch this movie and then I'll go watch it. You know, when it's on HBO Demand or on Netflix or some bullshit like that. He, it's, I just saw it on HBO Demand. He just plays the guy that, like, the idealist romantic guy that, like, thinks love is the storybook shit. He plays that into the depressed guy that gets his soul fucking shattered. Is it funny? It's, it's hilarious, like, dude. Like, hilarious funny. Dude. Like, artsy, hilarious funny, or... The scene that sold me is he's in the he's sitting in the office and he's talking to his friend about how much he's in love with this girl before he starts dating her and he's like he's like she's amazing man she's just you know she's so hot and it, and his friend's like dude I heard she's fucking so and so and he just immediately goes whatever dude she's fucking skank I don't need her you know like and it's just so true to like the way guys are that fucking barometer of See, or, or like thermometer of like so hot then so cold then so hot and this chick is just destroying him, dude. It's See, I like like I, I I like Adam Sandler movies. I like the first few, man. I I still will watch anything Adam Sandler does. I I watch fucking Zohan. Yeah, I'll, Zohan I'll watch some funny parts. I I watch all his fucking dude, Mr. Deeds. Mr. Deeds. I hate it, Mr. Deeds. I fucking loved it when he fucking a snicker snicker. You know why I hate it, Mr. Deeds? Go take care of that Let, phone I, thing. You know, I'm going to put it on the couch. I, it stops rumbling. Joe's putting the, the mic down again and walking over. I, I love fucking Mr. Deeds, dude. I thought Mr. Deeds was fucking great. I loved Mr. Deeds. Here's why I, I here's why the I didn't. Stupid poems? Well, here's why I didn't like Mr. Deeds. Mr. Deeds to me, dude, was like, this could have been another Billy Madison. This could have been so funny with this fucking schmuck that all of a sudden comes into all this money and he's just a dumbass. And I'm not saying they, I want him to remake Billy Madison. I'm saying it could have been funny the way Billy Madison was though. And then they tried to play it like this sort of romantic comedy and they tried to make it charming. And I was like, it it, it was like, it was just up the middle. Like there was, it never went far enough in either direction. One thing I love about Sandler is that he fucking puts his friends in every movie. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. He and and not just two, not one, all of them. 
They all get cameos. They're all getting health insurance. They're all fucking, you know, right. getting dental. They're all in movies. And he, he and he know he pays them great too. He pays them good. I mean, that's one thing I love about the guy, but he's just a fucking goofball. He's just a fucking silly douche. And he does silly shit. I don't I just like Adam Sandler movies. I fucking love them. I'll watch all of them. I like the one where he's the devil. What was that one called? Little Nicky. Little Nicky was stupid. It was fucking dumb. It had its moments. With the do- the dog and that gay. I love. What's the guy that he actually was in Grandma's Boy? He was yeah, a star. Grandma's Boy. I know you're talking. Yeah, about. I like him too. He was yeah, great in that. Where you played the- Grandma's Boy was a funny movie. Yeah, I like that movie. Funny. Here's what. I- Look, I think Adam Sandler's a. And Nick Schwartzen is in all his movies now too. Yeah, Nick's funny. Nick's hilarious. Nick and is I think, fucking hilarious. I think Adam Sandler's hilarious. And I think he's a mega talent, dude. He's a tremendous dramatic actor, too. Like, that guy blew me away in Punch Drunk Love. I was like, Jesus Punch Drunk Love Christ. was fucking great. And um, when he went into the store. Oh, yeah. I have a love in my life. When they flipped oh, out. Yeah, and, he, it's and, great. and what's his name? What's the fucking guy? What's Phil Seymour Hoffman. I love that. You, dude, you're a fucking. You're, this is the greatest thing about you. And the, then the scary thing about you is you know everything about film. No, I don't. I really don't know that much. Dude, you know every... Anytime I ask you for... First of all, anytime you give... Philip Seymour Hoffman. Okay, Who doesn't know who that is? Well, okay. <laughs> a lot of people don't. No. A lot of people don't. Who he is. The guy's been nominated okay. for Oscars. <laughs> okay, whatever. Here, this is what I'm saying to you, okay? Is that you give... You know you do this. When, when you are giving advice in life... Right. You give... You'll say, dude, it's like in Reservoir Dogs... Right. You know, when the guy was getting cutting the guy's ear off, he didn't care, Bobby. That's where you're going to be right now. You can't care. Just cut the guy's ear off. And, and, uh, and, but I, like a human like me, who actually lives life, not in front of a fucking television, because I wasn't right. adopted. Right, right. I actually right. will fucking actually be like, dude, you got, it's like, dude, this time when I was, I'll give you an example from my life, not right. from a movie. Right. And you know scenes and dialogue. You know, I mean, Anthony does the same thing. Billy does it. Uh, Norton does it. It's like, it's almost like stats, stat guys for baseball and football. Right. You know, like, <clears throat> which fucking annoys me, by the way. I hate stats. I hate fucking guys when they go, yeah, you're a Red Sox fan? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, who played third base? In the, I don't know. Go fuck yourself. Right. You know, you know, dude, it's good, man. The fucking guy's got a lot of RBIs. He's got like 126 RBIs. Shut the fuck up. I don't get it. Can I just... It's almost like you can't like a baseball team because you don't know like every single position in the field and their fucking batting average. Right. Right. I, I fucking hate those guys. I right. hate fucking stack guys. Go fuck yourself. Right. But <laughs> movie stack people, it's annoying too. Because, but I'm jealous of it because I wish I knew the dialogue. I wish I knew, you know, scenes from fucking Apocalypse Now and The Godfather. I guarantee that you can recite scenes from any Quentin Tarantino movie. Well, yeah, but I mean, but here's the thing though. This is, this is where I would, there are guys. What the fuck was that? I'm trying to think of what I was trying to say. Tarantino (laughs) is a great example. Like you watch, I've watched a lot of interviews with that guy. That guy knows. Literally everything about every movie, like it's insane. And I'm like, man, I'm not like that guy. What I am is I'm the guy that if I love a movie, I worship it. I learn it right. backwards and forwards. Yeah. So I have my favorite things that I love, and then I pick up some shit along the way. But like those guys, I'm jealous of those guys. I'm like, Jesus Christ, these guys that don't fucking go off about Sam Peckinpah movies and shit Who? like that. He, he's a director from the. See? 
Peckinpah. <laughs> Who the fuck is Sam Peckinpah? He directed a, a, a lot of movies. In Glad the we 60s. have these fucking spit protectors on these microphones. <laughs> Peckinpah. Peckinpah. Um, you know this cool guy? Did you ever see the Dirty Dozen? Yeah. Fucking uh, John Cassavetes is the guy that plays Franco. Yeah. He's the best character in the movie. Yeah. That guy, I'm, you know, I, I knew that he did other cool shit, like directed and stuff, but right. I actually started, I saw an interview with James Brolin, or Josh Brolin, who I think is like one of the greatest, that guy's one of the greatest actors out right now. You know, you know who he old is, right? Old Country for uh, Yeah, No Country for Old Man. Yeah, No Country for Old Man. And, but he was talking about how much he You think he he's loved. one of the best actors out there? Right now. Dude, that guy, I've seen him, I watched him in one year, I saw him in No Country for Old Men, then I saw him in... Uh, the th- uh, what's it called? Um, Hex. American Gangster. What was that movie he did? I didn't see Jonah Hex. Jonah Hex. You, well, watch that and then see if he's one of the best actors. But I saw, I watched American Gangster, No Country for Old Men, and then he was in the Woody Allen movie that year too. And it was like the diversity of those three characters was, I was like, this guy is fucking insane, man. He's great, dude. He's, he's really I mean, good. look, I would say, uh, who's the other guy and you'll know that was in No Country for Old Men? He was, he's fucking great. Oh, uh, the, uh, um, What's his name? The Spanish guy? Yeah. I, don't, I can't... I don't remember. Oh, what that the makes fuck me is so that happy. guy's name? I don't know. Fucking... He's awesome. Jose... Though. Javier. Oh, yeah. Javier Bardem. There you go. See, there I knew is. you'd fucking know. You just need a little nudge, you fucking nerd. But these are all Oscar people. <laughs> yeah, okay, like, okay. Like, you didn't know. But listen, <laughs> like, I, no. I know people... The guy in that movie who played opposite of that guy. I know... That's how I know people. Right. You know people... By the actual name, and do you go? To, you probably go to Oscar parties. Do you do Oscar parties? No, I don't like watching the Oscars. Really? I actually really don't enjoy it at all. Why? I don't like watching those awards. I don't know. I don't like the award show. I'm not saying that in like a in like a a hipstery way, like uh, award show. I just don't like watching. Them. All right, I'm going to ask you right now, and I want you to be honest with me. Yeah. Okay. And if you need me to be honest with you first to give an honest answer, I will. But I'd rather not. Okay. Um. Do you visualize and fantasize about one day and and like I'm talking about actually thinking about being nervous and, and yeah. how you know the answer's uh, already yes. I know what you're gonna ask me, but finish it for the listeners. <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. What am I gonna and say? Then I'm gonna tell you the extent that I do it to. Okay. <laughs> do you ever fantasize about winning an award and giving a speech and having to walk out there and holding an Emmy or an Oscar or a People's Choice Award? Or, Let me award. tell you how far I go with this. <laughs> I, yesterday, I swear on my life, yeah. I was I was on YouTube and I was watching all these interviews with Al Pacino. Yeah. I walked around for five minutes out loud, mm-hmm. saying it out loud with nobody here, having... An interview that I was doing about acting across from Al Pacino for the first time and explaining <laughs> explaining to James Lipton or whoever, like being like, "Oh, you're on the actor studio." Yeah, it's usually actor studio is what I like to do, and explaining to him, when you know, uh-huh. like, what was it like to work with Al Pacino? And then they applaud. <laughs> yeah, fucking psycho. Yeah, and then Jesus. I was literally out loud going, going like, you know, you can step up to the plate and you could be a professional. But at the end of the day, there's no way you're blocking out of your head that you're sitting across from Al Pacino, so that's going to affect your performance a bit. You know, I was literally doing that out fucking loud. I do it all the time. I have interviews out loud, acceptance speeches, the Dude, whole thing. I, oh, man, that's fucking nuts. I, yeah, it's crazy. I actually, I fantasize 
walking the carpet and giving interviews. And by the way, the other night we walked the first red carpet together. Oh yeah, that was awesome. And you this and and I want to tell you something. You got to you got to have a little more self-esteem, Joe. And I've been where you're at. What was it? What did I do? You didn't want to do the red carpet. You were like, no, let's just go in. I don't want to. I I was like, let's go. We're doing this. I grabbed you by the arm and I fucking walk up and I go, let's go. And I, we, it was kind of, I loved it that we held hands. And then, and then I knew, you know, look this way, look right, look left. And then we did the interviews and we walked up. You didn't want to do that. Let's be, let's, wait a second. Let's just back up for a second here and tell everybody what really happened. We were walking up and I said, do we have to go down the red carpet? I don't know if I want to. And you went, no, fuck that. Let's go in over here and not do that. And then the guy said, no, you have to go in. That's not what he said. That's not what he said. You have to go in over there. And then you went, fuck it. Let's do it. But you didn't want to do it either at first. You were like, oh, it's stupid. Well, you said that. Okay. For for podcast sake and for storyline sake, I, you know, I would have stuck with my, it probably could have went further. You know what I mean? But if you, I mean, if you want to just fucking live yeah. in reality. Well, yeah, that's what we're doing. Uh, well, okay. Well, I don't remember it that way. So it's your word against mine. Okay. All right. But. <laughs> fair, fair enough. But. Let, let, and, and this is the funny thing, too. Do you know, just to backtrack a little bit to winning awards, you know, I was, the FX actually put me up for consideration for an Emmy. Yeah, it's awesome. For man. a Louis C.K. show. It's awesome. The, the Mother episode. It's awesome. Congrats again for but that. But I can't... I know... Look, Louis, Louis and FX had to you know, make that decision. Right. For a, uh, it's a, a co-starring comedian role. And, you know, of course I'm not... You know, I got the email from the lady and I literally called her and I was like, are you fucking with me? Because I thought it was one of you guys. And she was like, no. Uh, she was actually offended. Like, no, Robert, we're... And I was like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. And... um I can't find it anywhere though. I can't like it's when you're considered, it's it's not nominated. It's you're considered, and then there's hundreds of those, and they pick, you know, five to be nominated. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. So I can't. I just want to see it on a piece of paper or in like you know the SAG magazine. Or do you get the SAG for, magazine? No, but I know what you mean though. Yeah, the thing that says I, for your consideration. Yeah, I just want to see my fucking yeah. name. It's awesome. On the thing, because, uh, dude, it, I actually had fantasies. I Look, there's no way it's going to happen, okay? It's Louis. It's his first year. You know, he's not even nominated for a fucking Emmy. The show's not up. I don't think. Maybe it is. I don't know. But I literally was like, dude, it's going to happen. Like, somebody's going to see this and go, we, this, we're going to do this one. Right. And I, I actually pictured myself going to the Emmys and being one of the five. Right. And like having to go there and sit at the table and no and I had the speech where I was like, Look, you guys don't even know who the frig I am. I you know I'm just a fat bald guy on TV. I know all you guys, I know what you're thinking, Michael Chickless. No. The shield I had my speech. Like I was writing funny lines to get laughs. That's great, yeah. And oh yeah. dude, could you imagine? I mean, I'm it's still not dead. Right. Because they haven't made the official announcement announcement of but how fucking crazy would that be if the announcement came out and they were like, you know, whoever the fuck it was, I don't know, you know, Modern Family and fucking right. all, you know, all the shows that are hits. And then uh, and uh, Louis, uh, Robert Kelly, guest starring comedian role. Do you know? Oh, dude, fuck me. 
How great would that be? It'd be the best thing ever. I'd never see you again. What? Are you out of your mind? It'd be the end. Uh, no. You'd be off. Well, I just want to... Let's cut back to your fucking scenario. When you're in the actor's studio, you're thanking working with uh, Al Pacino. You didn't even bring me up. I wasn't even in it. Like It wasn't even like I made it too. Oh, dude, dude, but I've had full fucking interviews about me, you, and Billy working together. Can we... I mean, can we... Can we sh- full interviews. Am I out loud in the shower? Well, it, I mean, the other guys in my head, and I'm re- responding to the questions out loud. We can't talk. We're not supposed to talk about anything, right? We still can't talk about anything. I mean, it's, I don't know. It's, all right, we, I don't know. We probably shouldn't. I don't. Who, yeah, let's not right now. We're working on working on things. We have. I mean, together. yeah. People know about the book. You yeah, know about the, book, the short film. You know about the else. Montreal. There's something else in the works that hopefully will turn into something cool. That's bigger than anything. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's a lot of steps during the process, and that's the only reason I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it until it's a real thing. It's yeah, like, I don't want to fucking... Die. Somebody asked me today, I was at the cellar, and they were like, oh, what are you doing? I was like, you know, I was like, oh, no, I was just a little busy. Yeah, what are you, working today? I was, what'd you do today? I was like, oh, I was writing. How to, what are you writing? Ah, oh, just some stuff. And then he's like, well, what is it? What's going on? What do you got? And I'm like, yeah. ah, you know how bad I wanted to go fucking this and have him and spread it. Tell everyone. Yeah, I, know. I know. Yeah. You got to keep your fucking mouth shut. Yeah. And yeah. That- I almost got into a fight with a comic over that. Why? It was Memorial Day and we were all out. My buddy Nate had a big picnic. Not a big picnic, but you know. Yeah. We he invited us out to his neighborhood and we were all hanging out. And yeah, drinking this is the way I want you to refer to people from now on, though. By the way, I don't want you to own people, comics that I know too and I'm friends with. My buddy Nate needs to be, you know, Nate, comic friend of ours. It's not. It's not a comic. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I, I, re, I I apologize fully. Oh, there you go. My my self esteem was exposed. <laughs> Be uh, <laughs> no, it's a comic. All right, you fucking cunt. I, knew. I just remember the other part of the story. So I just said I got into an argument with a comic, yeah, but it yeah. wasn't with Nate. It was with, it wasn't an argument. But I go, we were out there. Everybody took off. It's 112, you know, and we're doing this podcast. It's 112. I and Joe's know, I right know. Now. We're both sweating. I feel like I'm back at the barbecue. Joe's pacing. We're gonna get his foot cranks on the fucking wooden floor through the sorry, whole episode. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Um, so I'm out there, and we, you know, and, and nobody booked spots. It was like a whole day thing. We we're drinking beers, we we're having a great time, and then like 10 p.m. rolls around. Yeah, and I'm like, I gotta go. And one of the comics there is like, Come on, dude, no, we're gonna go to a bar. And I was like, I, I, I go, dude, I can't. Like, I can't. I have to be like productive tomorrow. And he's like, Why? What are you gonna do? You, you, you got spots? I'm like, Yeah, I have spots, but yeah, I gotta do shit during the day. What do you gotta do? I got to write during the day, man. And he was like, how long do you got to write for? And I was like, I don't know, maybe four or five hours. I got to write. And he was like, who the fuck writes for their set for four or five hours? He's like, what are you, nuts? And I was like, no, it's not. And I was just kept dancing around it. And literally, he just kept be like, he wasn't trying to get info out of me. He was so confused. And he was like, I just don't understand, Joe. Like, what do you, <laughs> after the first hour, what do you do? What do you, do you get up and do the jokes in the mirror and then sit down again and keep, how does this work? And it was like, I just, I was just like, dude, just shut up. Just trust me. I just, I can't. It's a thing. I can't, you know, like, so anyway. Um, well, people want to know, for one thing, I, I feel I feel weird about telling people, because if they tell people that don't like me, comics in the business that secretly don't want me to succeed, which you know they're out there. Yeah, and I every feel comic, like, 
every <laughs> not meaning about you. I mean every yeah. comic about any other comic. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't want them to have that and 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 be like you know put that negative vibe out there. It's almost like you just want to show up with stuff, like it just happened, and then be like, oh shit, congratulations, thanks, and keep yeah, it moving. It's like if I ever land a big movie or a major TV thing, or right. whatever. It's like I don't want anybody to know until they're flipping through the channels and see the commercial for it and go. Yeah. The next day, go. What the fuck was that? Do you have a thing on what? You know. I, well, it's, yeah. it's a weird thing though because, you know, you know, even like I, I did Louie, and I didn't tell anybody. I just kept my mouth shut, and it came out, and I'm still getting emails, dude. I didn't know you were in Louie. I didn't know right. you were in Louie. What the, f-? you know, I probably should have promoted it. You know what I mean? A little more and been like, look, I'm, I, I, you know, I don't know. It's hard. You know, I did that, um, that that pilot for. CBS, right? The Robert De Niro pilot. Uh, it's called the. It's a Robert De Niro pilot. Yeah, Robert De Niro. It's called. What's ro- he doing with it? It's. Uh, She's like producing it. It's called the Twenty Two now. It's called Rookies, right? But now it's called the Twenty Two. What's his involvement? He produced oh, the Two Two or something like that. Yeah, he produced it. Uh-huh. He he produced it, and uh, that's fucking cool. Yeah, it's fucking crazy, but it actually got picked up. Yeah, for mid season. Yeah, you were telling me that. That's so, awesome. yeah, it's fucking great. But you know, in my head, I'm like, dude, if this, this could be like, I'm not one of the stars. It's the rookies of the stars, but I'm one of the other guys. You know, in the, you know, I'm in it. And if this fucking goes, that would be just crazy. To like, if they were like, all right, you're, we need you in it. We want you to be in it. We want you to be. You know, imagine being in a fucking De Niro pilot on CBS. That goes for fucking 10 years. Right. And you wind up just having that fucking side gig that you're making that coin every week, you know, 10 grand a week. Great. In New York City. That's the dream. You know, so, you know, it's, it's like, oh, that's not really my dream. That is my dream. I'm saying though, but you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying like your specific, I'm saying like that's, I would love, I would love, it's a great thing. The dream, our dream that's happening, we're writing the book and all the other stuff that's going on with us three. Right. Is the dream. Right. That's the fucking dream to have something that is you own, that you're the producer, that you're the writer, that you're the fucking director, that, right. That's the dream. Right. Because that's where, if that's a hit, you're set for life. You're just done, and it's your shit. You have full creative control over it. Right? Yeah, dude. So, it's, but it's, th- that is like the the side dream. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Well, it's nice too to be part of something where, when you're not doing all that shit, if you could just if you could just get to show up and and just be an actor on it, that's fun. What's the Bob uh, Belzer? Right. Yeah. Yeah, he's on Law and Order for what was it? Twelve years now. At least, dude. It's twelve. It's gotta, dude, it's got to. It's got to be going on. It's got to be like fifteen fucking years by but now. Do you understand the money he has? And yeah. he can do comedy whenever he wants. Right. He can just say, "Hey, we're off for the next four months. Book me some shows and go do it and make a shitload of cash and have that fucking fame factor when you know when you're there." And, he, and and just and then go back to his fucking beautiful. I know he's got a beautiful. Duplex brownstone somewhere in fucking New York City. You know, you can wear scarves and berets and nobody fucks with you. You know, yeah, he's fucking, you know, he's got, I know he's got a room with like a leather chair that he reads books. He probably doesn't have a TV because he he's so rich he doesn't need to watch TV anymore. Right. My dad looks just like Richard Belzer. 
Your your dad your your dad dad. My dad. I thought that was your dad in the picture over there. It is. Look at him now. Hold on. He's kind of big. I'm not saying your dad's fat, but Richard Bell's just thin, dude. He is, but they, they look a lot alike. Picture those black sunglasses. Oh, it's not the dad that's fat. It's your mom. Jesus, I'm kidding, Bob. dude. I'm kidding. Come on. I'm t- dude, I'm sorry. My, my Everybody's mom is fat. My mom's fat. Mom's a fat. Take it easy. Dude, my, <laughs> is your mom fat? Yeah. Oh, mom, mom's a fat. That's why when you get a hot mom, it's like, dude, your mom's hot. Because no moms are hot. How uncomfortable would that be? I always felt so bad for guys with hot well, moms. Look, your mom and my mom used to be hot. Right, but it's but I'm saying like you when you're pic- 16, mm. do you ever know a guy like when like a guy that when you're 16 years old and he's got a hot mom and everybody's like, bro, you're, my friend, I never had it. My friend, it was a a girl, not my girlfriend, but a girlfriend of mine in high school. Her mom was so hot, and I'd be like, your mom's so hot. She'd be like, everybody tells me I'm sick of fucking hearing it. Like, but that's got to be creepy when you know that your friends actually would like to have sex with your mom. Well, my mom. Back in the day, was fucking smoking, like model. Like she looked. I mean, you know, I, I, one of the Kennedys would have fucked her. You know, that's right. how hot she was. She was a smoking hot broad. I mean, my mom got fucking knocked up at fifteen. You right. know, my dad. You know, my mom was so hot. My dad fucked her young, and then banged her again. You know, at eighteen. Yeah, my mom was very, uh, very pretty. Uh yeah, everybody's mom lady. is hot, but you, you look at those photos, you're like, Jesus Christ, my mom was, I'd fuck my mom. Jesus, Bob. What well, is, I mean, what the, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm just saying, not that I would fucking bang my mom, but you look at, you look at a photo, it's not your mom, you, that's your mom, that photo's your mom. When you, if I showed you a photo of my mom, you know, my mom, I mean, I, you know, she's, she's, you know, she's, she's a mom, but back then, when she was in her twenties, you look at your. If you see your mom, it's not your mom. It's like Jesus. That looks like a chick that I would meet at a club, and fucking bang. Right. Do you, you understand what I'm saying? I'm not gonna bang my mom, but she looks like a girl I definitely. <clears throat> if I was at a comedy club and my that that type of girl was there, I'd fucking I'd try to bang her. Oh boy! All right. I, Why? I don't know if I want to go down this road right now. And that's now. not even. I mean, you're adopted too, so it wouldn't right, be that bad. Can we not? All right. Can sorry. We not? All right. My parents work for the church. They're good people. <laughs> They're not listening to the podcast. I hope not. My mom pulls oh. shit out mm. sometimes. I don't tell her about it, and she goes, "Oh, oh no." So and so, the nun at work told me she saw you on Bob and Tom. I'm like, how the fuck did she find that? Yeah, but you know how great that is? That if she did actually hear that, that would be so fucking awesome. Oh, my God. That if your mom called you up crying and you'd have to call me and be like, dude, man, you got to call my mom. You got to call my mom, dude. She's crying. She heard you call her. She said... My mom said you were cute. I am cute. And yeah. I, I, I want to meet your mom. It actually... It's weird how close we are as friends and all the fucking, the shit that we're doing now that literally could lock us together for a long time. Right. Probably for the rest of our lives. Right. And our parents, we don't even, I've never met your parents and you've never met my parents. Well, you'll meet mine soon, man. They come, they're, they come up like once a month. So it's like they'll, they're going to come up for the day in July. So if you're around, well, yeah. if you're around, we should all go to lunch. Yeah, I'd love to meet your parents. I'd, I'd love, like to meet your parents as well. I'm trying to get you a picture of my mom. I mean... I've now, seen pictures of her at your house. You have? Yeah. 
Not young, not the young pictures, unless you have, if you have one of those. I'm not going to show you a picture of my mom because I don't want you to go. I'd fuck her. Oh no, but I know what she looks like. I've seen the pictures over at your place. Yeah, here's my mom right here. There she is, right there. That's her, right there. Yeah. Yeah. She. Wait, which one? This one? No, that's my grandmother. You fuck. You think my mom looks like Skeletor? That? That's your. That's mom. my mom right okay. there. Okay. Yeah. yeah now I see the resemblance. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> like, I showed him a picture of my grandmother, and he's like, right "Yeah." In the front. I'm like, well, oh, right. That's my, my grandfather's funeral. Who's that lady? That's. Uh, let me see. That's a sort of like older milfy kind of lady. I don't know who that is actually. I have no idea, dude. How's this? I was at a fucking uh, the show the other night. In uh, let me just look at the time. We got to wrap this up soon. Um, I was at the show the other night, and that was at my grandfather's funeral, by the way. My grandfather passed away this year. That's sad. 100 years old. 101, almost. Yeah. Uh, actually, weeks away from being 101. How's it been with the... Because, you know, we lost my uncle and my aunt, and you lost your grandfather. We, they, Everybody kind of died at the same time. How's it been with, like... Uh, your family's probably going through this too. Like we're starting, we're now really starting to go through like that adjustment period of like, we've had like two or three family events now without them. And it's, it's weird. It was like, we got together a couple of weeks ago for a barbecue and that was yeah. the first one where it seemed like everybody was having a good time. And uh, like, yeah. you know, you still go to that place and talk about it and every, there are those somber moments, but it seemed like for the first time everybody was starting to, kind of adjust you know what i mean well, which is it's, tough man it's it's weird man i i um i haven't had that yet but every year for the last jesus 15 years my uncle michael lives on literally on the beach in rockport mass uh and we do uh, a barbecue uh lobsters we get like 50 lobsters my my brother's a you know fisherman literally gets them right off the boat Wow. Brings them down. We get steak tips and, you know, corn on the cob. And, and I have a huge family. I got, you know, I have uh, five uncles and two aunts, and they all have spouses and they all have kids. And, you know, then my sister and my mom. I mean, there's 50 people there. Right. So, and we're all on the beach. We play wiffle ball every year. The, you know, the uncles against the nephews. And, uh, you know, my grandfather and grandmother are always there. And we take the big picture at the end. And it's just a big picture of the whole family, and they're right in the middle. And this is the, this August is going to be the first year that it's, I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, it's going to be fuck. I haven't done it yet. So, I mean, I think of my grandfather every once in a while. I think I'm like, I'll never see him again. Yeah. And it, it, it fucking, you know, it's, uh, he was one of the funniest guys I've, I, I knew. Really, one of the funniest guys. It, me and him were Abbott and Costello, and I'm not. I'm not saying that to be corny or fucking. Yeah. I mean, we would get together, and he was such the fucking straight guy, and he would, you know. I mean, we could go on for hours. The whole, I'd sit there and go talk to him, and he would set me up, and you know, just trash me, and yeah, it was just funny, and it was just great. But it's, it's, it, you know, what's weird too is that you know. It affects me in life because I'm not – I don't know where I am in religion. This is a whole nother fucking podcast, and we should talk about religion next time. Okay. But I don't know where I am. I'm spiritual. I believe in you know karma. I believe in you, you can actually make shit happen with your brain. You know, I, you know, I've told you I have a beam of energy. Uh, I think that I can shoot through my hands yes. and, and yeah, make you, things happen. Yeah, you told me we'll, that. we'll talk about that. <laughs> right. But uh, – you know, I, 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 you know, I believe in God, but when people die, like my wife's mom died, 
And that was fucking tough. And I never had anybody close. And then my, my, you know, he died. And then, you know, Mike DiStefano passed away. Yep. Which I thought, I actually looked today at a text message and old tweets uh, that I saw that, like, you know, vote for Mike on Last Comic Standing. I was like, he's gone. Yeah. And I think about that. And that, it fucks with me because when I do fucking dirty shit and I act out and I'm, you know, doing the, when I'm, I, I don't feel like I'm alone anymore. I never had anybody die that was close to me. So I, I could get, I never, I never had that feeling when I fucking jerked off the fucking weird fucked up porno on, or when I did stupid shit or I lied or I did, you know what I mean? I never had that, like they're up there watching me shit and it's right. fucking with me. Like, you know, I'm in the shower and I'm about to jerk off and I've stopped because I'm like, he's what? My grandfather's watching me right now. Is he? I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't, what do I believe? I got to really pick something. Yeah, that's, uh, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Fucks with your head a little bit. Yeah, it's like, it kind of changes. I mean, maybe that's how you become an adult is people start dying and that's when you're like, look, I'm not going to fucking. Dude, I couldn't. Yeah, it was like, my uncle and aunt died. It was like, What? Really? You know what I mean? Like, I, it's like you couldn't wrap your head. And I had that moment. I was like, I'm never going to see these two ever again. I've had dreams about them yeah. where they, like, come back for, like, an hour to be like, hey, man, just want to let you know everything's cool. You know, like, those What dreams. if those weren't dreams, man? What if that shit... I wish they weren't. Wait, but what if it... That, that doesn't fucks me up. It's like, what if it wasn't? What if it... What if that your brain, your fucking spirit, or whatever makes you you... I mean, because people say you die, you're dirt. That's it. There's so many different ways. There's so many different religions that you can believe. And it's like, what if your brain and your spirit and that shit, you actually lets them fucking come back. And you, when you're dreaming, you actually get to see them. And that shit's real. Like they actually did say that shit to you. Well, that would be awesome. I don't know. Just no. somehow turning it's... into a Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> Dude, you got to get in the universe, man. He's fucking yeah. Jesus. He, I read his tweets sometimes. I'm just like, I give up. I'm just stupid. I don't know anything. I, 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 it's like, I can't, I can't, I can't read whatever link this is. If I click on it, it's going to fuck me up for a month. Cause then I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, want to well, fucking, you know, fucking smoke weed and fucking go into an isolation tank and find myself. I'll tell you one thing, though, dude. The one, you know, they say you try to find the positive in, in tragedy or whatever. It's like the one the one thing that I appreciate now or cherish is that, like, my, my like, my, like, particularly with my aunt's kids, I was close to them. They're my cousins, dude, right. you know? But it's like we never just sat around and shot the shit a lot. It was always like, hey, Merry Christmas. What's up? We're going to eat at the little table together and talk and whatever but it's like at that barbecue for the first time ever i hung out with my cousins with no everybody's parents went home and it was just me and my cousins and we just talked shit and fucking laughed and i was saying shit to them that i was always scared to say to them like telling them jokes from my act that i thought were like way too creepy and dark right. and they were laughing and like you know, it was just like. Were they always younger than you? No, they're no, they're, they're your age. They're not that. Yeah, my one cousin is my exact age, and then the other two are a little younger, but not really. And then I have an older cousin. Um, so it's like they're, you know, they're. It was just it, we just never got to go there for whatever reason, and then we finally did one time. My one cousin. This is actually funny. A couple times, me and him, like we would be at a family function, and we we was when we were in college, and we both found out that we the other guy smoked weed, right? 
And he was like, you know, one of us would be like, I got some fucking weed. You want to go smoke? You know? <laughs> it was like, all right, cool. And I remember that I was telling him the story. I go, dude, the first time I got high with you, I go, I go, it was a blast. I go, I had a great time with you. I go, but dude, I had to go through that 20 minute period of getting over that I was high with somebody in my family and it was freaking me out for a while. Right. And I was like, you know what I mean, dude? And I could tell he didn't go through that at all. And he was just like, no, I was fine. Like, <laughs> I just looked like an asshole. And I was like, no, dude, I'm not saying you make me uncomfortable. I'm just saying like, there was just that period of like, I've known this guy for 25 years or 22 years, whatever it was. And I was like, I've never, that's weird. You know, yeah, like, yeah. You're like fucked up with them now. You're like, well, I, I, don't I mean, say I don't, crazy to my cousin. I don't cousin. know because I haven't done drugs in 25 years. Right. And when I used to do drugs, I, I abused it. I, you know, it's just fucking to get stoned. It kind of weirds me out when I hear these stories of like sociably getting high. It kind of fucks me up like, ah, fuck. Not that I'm going to do it. I'm not going to go get high. But it like sounds so fun. It was never social. We would We would go out the back door of the family event. Like deviants and literally drive around in the neighborhood, just the two yeah, of us. Dude, I was fucking, I was, <laughs> you know, like, I was robbing people to get weed and then smoking it all in a basement and then going and getting liquor and then fucking getting into fights and winding up in jail. You know what I mean? I wish I had, like, I wish I drank on the rocks. I never had on the rocks. I drank uh, straight out rocks. of the fucking bottle. Ooh, I love on the rocks. Yeah, I, you, you take the bottle, you throw the cap off and guzzle it and I'd be shit faced. I never had on the rocks. I never smoked good weed because when I smoked weed, it was back then in the late 80s, you know, the early mid 80s or some shit, early 80s. So I never smoked good weed. It was that shit weed where you had to smoke like five joints to get stoned. And now I guess you can take one or two puffs and just get fucking basted. Dude, I remember the scariest time I ever had with like running with weed was uh, me and my buddy went out, went out to, we graduated from college the same time. And we took a trip to L.A. and then to Austin to, like, celebrate, you know? Yeah. And we came back. My parents were at work all day. And we, we fucking smoked so much weed. I think in the car or something. And we just reeked. We fucking reeked where I was scared. Like, I'm like, we're, I'm, I'm going to get caught. This is bad. Like, right. I, and my mom, I'm technically bringing it into our house. She's going to have a fucking conniption fit. And uh, we were in my bedroom, and we were so fucking high, and it just, it, the whole room stunk because of how much we stunk. <laughs> we got cheesesteaks from from Wawa or whatever, or meatball stuff from Wawa, right? good. Yeah. And the wrappers were on the ground, and my mom came home from work, and she ducked her head in the room. She's like, hi, guys. Welcome home. I'm like, hey, hey. And she goes... And dude, you're all paranoid. My fucking heart's pounding. She goes, it smells funny in here. What is that? And dude, I literally about to just be like, we, we smoked a lot of weed. <laughs> I'm ready to just come clean. And I swear to God, dude, it's about to come out of my mouth. And she just goes, it smells like cheesesteaks. Oh, you guys couldn't wait to get your hands on a cheesesteak. They don't have those out in L.A. And we're like, yeah, uh-huh. cheesesteaks. You're right. Go fuck yourself. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Oh, my God, dude. It was so fucking scary, man. My mom used to smoke weed. I remember walking out in the kitchen in sixth grade, and my mom had a fucking... It had to be like two ounces of weed on the kitchen table. Her and the upstairs neighbor was just rolling joints. Holy shit. Yeah, my mom... Yeah, she fucking... Dude, she was the 60s. She got pregnant when she was 15. She had me when she... she, um, no, I wasn't a hippie. She, you know, Catholic girl, but, you know, they, she smoked weed. Yeah, she, she smoked weed all the time. 
I remember that. She used to get high. I remember I'd come home. It was creepy. When she divorced my second dad, the Billy Manchington, and we were living in like a, a fucking two-bedroom. We were poor and, you know, whatever. She was working all the time. I'd come home and... She'd be in the living room with a candle lit and a cheese plate and fucking just stoned out of her mind drinking red wine. Like, it, wow. it, yeah, it was just weird, man. It was like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on, you know? <laughs> then I remember she started dating my dad, who's my dad now, Bill, um, um, Larry. He started coming over and, uh, you know, they'd be in the that the living room, which was her bedroom with just, you know, the candles lit and... Just fucking stoned, and I. Ugh. That's so weird. It's not. I mean, it's not weird that they did that. What's weird to me about it is that my parents were so square, man. They were always like, every Sunday at church. You know, my dad's a deacon. He works for a church. His job is, you know, he does business affairs or something for the rectory at the church. My mom was a Eucharistic minister. She works for a different church in the rec- rectory as a secretary. Yeah. They're so square, dude. Like they don't. My dad likes to drink beer. He has a couple beers every night, you know, or or not maybe not every night. I'm making him sound like an alky. You know what I mean? But he's not 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 in an alky way. He's just like old school guy. Like yeah, you have a couple beers after dinner, you know, and then you you go to bed. Yeah, but he I, always I, stops at two beers. Yeah, never my, seen my dad drunk. I've never seen them do a- anything edgy ever. That all. So I have this. This lily white picture of them in my head of like they've never even been around that stuff. But then I think logically, and I'm like, I know how social situations work, and I know people as square as my parents that have been around weed. It's like I know my parents; they must have been around it just by circumstance. Well, it was a different era, though. I mean, your parents are probably older than my mom. You know what I mean? Because my mom, my my grandparents, my mother, my grandmother worked at the rectory. She used to cook for the priests every day and do their laundry. I used to go there and have to sit with her in the rectory. And, you know, my grandfather, God bless him, was just a man's man. And fucking the, the priest would come over and he'd fucking leave. Right. He'd go in the basement. Fuck that. Right. And, uh-huh. you know, and they, he was, you know, he'd come home, Ballantine Ale, sit in front of the TV or go in the room and read a book and just sit there. He was like a man's man. But, you know, my mom, you know, she fucked up. I mean, imagine Catholic family. My grandmother works at the rectory. My my grandfather yeah. worked for the ATF. And, you know, my mom got pregnant when she was 15. <laughs> Is fucking right, dude. She had to keep it. Jeez. You know, my I I'm, you know, my sister, you know, if she wasn't a Catholic family, ooh, my sister would have been So, how old is your mom? Like 55? 50 something, yeah. Yeah, my parents are like 64, 65. Yeah, Dawn, my, my, my chick's parents, her, her parent was like fucking, dad had her when she was 40. Jesus, man. Yeah. yeah. My, my parents are going to be around. But, you know, to wrap this up, you know, your dad does look like Belzer. <laughs> he looks exactly like him. He does. Yeah, he does. He's yeah. a fucking, he looks exactly like Belzer. <laughs> but anyways, all right, well, that's the right. fucking podcast. Um... It was good. Um, that was a good one. I like that one. That was actually, and then we get the new mics. So hopefully you guys enjoy and appreciate that I spent a shitload of money to upgrade this podcast sound quality. And in uh, a couple weeks, we're going to make it a lot easier for you to get the podcast a lot simpler. And, uh, uh, we'll announce that, uh, next week. Uh, but, uh, until then, Joe, uh, you can see Joe, you can get in touch with Joe on Twitter at Joe DeRosa Comedy. 
Yeah, or just go to my website, JoeDeRosaComedy.com, email me, whatever. I want all that bullshit. Yeah, so. you know mine, at Robert yeah. Kelly, or, you know, you go to RobertKellyLive.com or my Who Say page. I have so many fucking social sites. Here's something I, real quick I would like to ask of the fans. If you're out there and you, if you want to buy my CD or not, that, that's up to you, obviously. I'm not trying to tell you to go buy. I'm not plugging my CD for the sake of this. But if you have it and you like it, would you please leave some reviews on iTunes? I have one review right now because it was never in New and Noteworthy and it never got reviewed. I'm going to so, go. I'm going to go review it. And don't if you're going to go review it. Don't be don't try to be the funny ball buster, you know, because yeah. that's what happened to me. They 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 fucking did it on ONA and, you know, look, a bunch of guys went up and fucking he's a piece of shit. This is the unfunniest thing ever. And they gave it a five star and said, I love you, Bobby. Yeah, it's like yeah. The, 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 the people don't get, you know, the average. There's a lot more people out there that don't get that shit and they see that. And they're gonna might buy it, and then they see that it's it's like don't if you're gonna leave a review for Joe, leave a fucking good review, even yeah. if even if you don't like it. Well, if you don't like it, don't review. No, it. fuck it. If you don't like it, review it. Be a man. Be a friend to Joe. <laughs> you act like a man. Yeah, just leave a good review. Is it gonna kill you not to fucking bust balls and try to be witty? Well, everybody that messages me in regards to this podcast never does that. Everybody's very nice. Really? Yeah. Every, Nobody's I mean, ever a shit about it. Yeah. Everybody's uh, so far has been. I mean. Yeah, I hate the surprise in it. It's like, dude, I really fucking really. I'm oh, sorry. Really quick, funny, just on the topic of this. I was out with Andy Levy the other night mm -hmm. from Red Eye, and we were having a few. We were laughing and shit. He came to my spot, and uh, after the spot, he tweets at went to a show, whatever. At Rich Voss was great. At Joe DeRosa Comedy was okay. I'm like, you motherfucker, right? So I tweet, Andy Levy's a bad person. Seriously, he's bad, right? And he's laughing, and then Voss calls me on my phone. And Andy goes, let me talk to him. So I give Andy the phone, and Andy gets up and walks across the room. And I hear him going like, yeah, you know, it's not my fault that he wasn't great. You know, and he's rubbing it in more. Yeah. And I can hear them laughing at me. Yeah. I grab Andy's phone. I go into his Twitter and I tweet from his account. I stink. And <laughs> 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 just set it out. And he comes back. He goes, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> and he went in to delete it. And he goes, God damn it. It's already been retweeted. <laughs> Dude, uh, we were fucking laughing so funny. hard. It was funny. Right, um, anyway, yeah. Right. So go to all that shit. Go to Joe's thing. But also. If you like the podcast and you haven't subscribed, make sure you go and subscribe. You guys have been keeping the podcast in the top 200 for the last month, which is fucking crazy. I mean, again, we do this podcast for shits and giggles. Uh, it's not, you know, to be anything than what it is. Just fucking us talking shit pretty much. But, uh, that's, that's, that's fucking crazy. I, I mean, I'd love to see it in the top 10, but I, I doubt that's going to happen. The top 200 out of, However many gazillion fucking pots, I'd say that's a top two hundred in comedy. It's still an achievement, dude. Do you know how many fucking podcasts are out there? It's ridiculous. I'm just trying to it's great in a manipulative way. I see passive aggressive uh, way. Sorry. Tell these and keep my dignity without saying, hey, keep, subscribe and tell everybody and keep telling your friends to get it and subscribe so we can be number one podcast in the fucking world. Right. Without actually saying that. Sounds like that's exactly what you said. But that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that we just do this for shits and giggles. Uh, so if yeah. you want to go, make sure you subscribe, uh, leave a review. Again, don't be a fucking dick. You don't have to be fucking 
goofy all the time. Leave a good review, which all of them have. They're fucking great reviews on iTunes. Uh, and there's some uh, good news coming out uh, very shortly. So uh, thanks for listening.